0: Attention, all curious minds, innovators, and trendsetters, it's time to pause, lean in, and get ready for an extraordinary journey as we dive deep into the fascinating realms of life, technology, entertainment, and business. Let's explore, learn, and grow together. Brace yourselves for the next thrilling episodes of Hip Their Talks is about to take off. Counting down from 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 one and here we go hi everyone zoltan here we're back again with hipto talks uh this week we are still sticking to our financial uh talks uh, because we do love fintech and as you've seen this year about 45 percent of our talks have uh focused on on the on the payments and banking industry uh especially the fintech part so today i have uh, alex michael cbdo at Dilos. Delos Financial. how I'm pronouncing it correctly, Alex. Uh, nice to have you here. Thanks very so much, hi
1: everyone. Uh yeah, it is Delos. Um, there is a small story behind that. We are becoming one of the first EMIs in Greece. So uh
0: Delos is a lovely island just off Greece there. So we've taken that to the core of our branding, basically. All right. So one of our of our event marketing coordinator is from Athens. Uh, so nice. She must probably rule yeah, the the island.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of our part of our licensing process is that we have to have an office in Athens, so we've got okay. the best and brightest. We've got five people in office there, so uh,
0: exciting times, basically. Yeah. All right. So I'm really happy to have you here because it's uh, not many times and often that I speak to somebody who can share with us. The story of the early stages of our of our banking company. So, before we dive into the questions, Alex, let's just walk us through throughout your career and and how you got started and how you ended up at, at Delos.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, um, a lot of my friends, uh, for their sins, got into the online gambling space. So many many years ago, uh, they were um, they got into it, i, I gaming. Um, and they're all now in sort of very, very well, good and um, decent um, positions within these companies. So uh, you know, in m in a space or COOs, CEOs. Um, and I was a little late to the sector. So um, the only sort of gap in that market was someone who to do the financial side of things. So I had a lot of good contacts, but uh, no one was doing the payment side of things or the banking side. So uh, four or five years ago, <clears throat> I started working at Various payment gateways in the space. Just learning my craft. Very fortunate to those who helped me then. Um, And then, just due to the nature, had a very steep learning curve, I should say, because a lot of these gambling companies are global. They have very intricate payment needs, um, and some of them, you know, tread quite a fine line around regulation. Right. So it's it's it was a very steep learning curve. um, One I'm very thankful for. Um and then so I just went on that journey working for several different gateways. Uh and then Delos, I met my now partner, Mark, um, and we actually built this platform to service our own clients. Uh, we have a series of uh very amenable directors and uh, sorry, investors, I should say. Um, and we were very fortunate to launch with with 25 clients. So we built the platform with them in, them in mind. Um and We're now at the position where we can go to the wider market with it, basically. So um, that's how we came to
0: Delos. All right. So for somebody who has been in the gambling industry since 2008, I can tell you, you are not late, my friend. The the best part is about to begin, actually. I agree. (laughs) I agree. All right. So what were the most significant challenges you guys faced in in the early stages of establishing your banking company? and, And how did you guys overcome them?
1: Uh, well, we the, the tricky thing, obviously, for any bank, uh, banking or financial product is, is having the relevant licensing. So uh, that is costly, takes time, um, and also deciding in which jurisdictions you want to do that. So we currently have five financial licenses with a sixth in application, um, but my partner, Mark, is the intelligent one we're, we're very fortunate that we managed to sort of stitch that together uh, and he did some brilliant work there um, so challenges included trying to service those global relationships um, and figuring out for which countries it was best to do that we've landed on Greece as our primary, uh, primary home but we've got licensing in Canada, Lithuania, uh, Costa Rica um, so we're really trying to make sure that we can uh, stay ahead of regulatory changes um and make sure that we're able to you know facilitate these flows um yeah so uh that was a that was a big one uh obviously recruitment um yeah we've looked for some experienced team members there because um especially you know we're, we're priding ourselves on what we say is digital institutional banking to trying to bridge that gap um of old world banking and, and the new brave world that Gambling often pushes, you know, we're at the forefront of a lot of tech and um, so we're just trying to bridge that gap. There's a bit of a standoff or has been for a while. A lot of, uh, you know, tier one banking won't, you know, touch gambling and a lot of it goes yeah. via EMIs and tech partners. So that won't always be the case, you know, with all these countries regulating, I think we'll see a softening from from regulators and onboarding teams and compliance teams, but, you um, so having the right people in place to make good arguments was a good one so uh, we've got our MLRO is from 212 Trading you know huge company um, so she's very knowledgeable and yeah and just just recruiting you know post COVID uh, you know we've got a, quite a global team as I said we've got people in Malta Athens Barcelona um, so that was a bit of a challenge personally because I'm based in London so we've and we've got developers in Thailand so a lot of late nights between banks in the us and yeah so that was a challenge um and then the last and not least was we made the decision to build our own platform so we didn't want to be reliant on any third parties uh and as you can imagine having the keys to a bank is comes with its own you know proper due diligence and things must be done so we built that from scratch so um I think we were saying just before on air. I'm not techie at all, uh, and it <laughs> goes above my station. But um, it's been a you know a four month build. It's still ironing out creaks now, and I'm sure we will continue to do that. So they were the the big things for us to get live.
0: All right, so that's quite a story for for a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, 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 we you don't do things by halves, right? You can't be half pregnant
1: with a banking yeah. platform. So exactly, um, you've got to be. Yeah all singing all dancing the way the in.
0: World girl, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, right, all Yeah exactly. all
0: the way in. So yeah. how, how did you approach to building a banking company? I I mean I, I want to ask the approach of uh, of building a, campaign, a banking company differ from a traditional methods. Uh and, and what innovative yeah. strategies did you guys employ to stand out in the market because there are plenty of uh platforms. Yeah, I mean we
1: I think it it was born out of a place of trying to service our own clients. So both Mark and I, my partner before we were before we had this platform, we were sort of brokering deals between different technologies and financial, um, or PSPs for instance. Uh, and we were kind of, we didn't see anything on the marketplace that kind of served our specific needs. Um, and all the global needs of our clients, really. So I think that we're standing the need for more functionality around holding fiat balances, so normal money, and cryptocurrency. Um, Principally, at at Delos, where we like to think we've sort of merged the two is obviously through proper regulation. We've got two crypto licenses. Um, You can, through one portal, uh, upload one lot of KYC, open multiple... Bank accounts at multiple different banks and then you can also hold your crypto balances there so in one nice and easy back office um you can see your euro gbp dollar exposure and also as you know a lot of the i-gaming industry is driven by the use of stable coins and usdt you can hold erc TRT, twenty, um and then you can off-ramp them yourselves so that they can switch between fiat and crypto um and really, we saw the need for redundancy, which I think all all you know, gaming companies will right. will know, unfortunately, um, because we, we never know when the, you know, the underlying banks that support these transactions are going to. An FTX happens, no one's something to do with crypto. So these these uh, the risk yeah. appetites of these banks change all the time. So to be able to offer redundancy in our own platform. We're constantly working on new banking relationships. Um, and that really was our sort of go to market strategy, um, which would differentiate ourselves really. As because most EMIs are reliant on three to four maybe corresponding banks. We're trying to get to 20 um really right. quickly to make sure that we can kind of cope with I say all flows, most flows, 99% of flows from from gambling companies. So yeah, that was what we uh that's what we wanted to build and we and we have done, thankfully.
0: All right, so so maybe can you describe some uh, a critical point in the process of building your banking company and, and some of the unique solution or insight that help you address it?
1: Yeah, so it, it it was really marrying up the regulatory nuance of of what I just described. So being able to hold segregated fiat balances and have you know properly custodied wallets. Um, and then on top of that to have you know best in best in class reg tech to make sure that KYC is done properly. Um so there's some very good companies out there, uh, some of which we are working with, um, who you know screen clients. It can be, you know, yeah, AI has come on a, a, a really quite significantly yeah. in terms of picking out KYC. So we, you know. <sighs> to the point now that if you have quite a simple company structure, we can actually onboard clients in 15 minutes. So you can have a, you can have a, an I band issued in 15 minutes, such is the the level of that reg tech that's coming on. So um yeah it was just making sure that at all points in the journey um our clients funds are, you know, there's proper transaction monitoring going on. We're compliant, uh we've got a you know a clear KYC trail. Um, and it's helping our clients navigate that tricky space i think and you know making sure it all
0: marries up to our corresponding banking partners needs as well all right so so we're since we're talking about iGaming and and in the real of of, of iGaming which payment methods have you observed to be most popular among the users and and how has this influenced the 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 services your banking company offers has it uh, has a good impact on it or has it given you new ideas?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think the, the, the people are chasing this this sort of 100% acceptance, right? So yeah, uh, the more money you can get into the system, the better it is for all parties. So have things, you know, the, the net is always tightening on the, the, say, the grayer markets where people are probably doing transactions where they shouldn't. But, you, you know, we, we see with the, with the coming of crypto and open banking that there's transparency there. Um you know, for for things like say for gambling, where you can check a, a person's you know eligibility via their open banking, and they, you know it's just it's good for the whole industry. Um, you know, cryptocurrency will play more of a part. Um, you know, I think a lot of our market exists on stable coins. You know, sorry, a lot of the sort of settlement can exist on stable yeah. coins, um, and you know, and because of because it is global. Um, you can really see the appeal. You know, you don't need those corresponding banking relationships. You can be settled instantly, um, and for big companies and their cash flow, it's it's great. So, um, I think crypto and open banking um, are certainly, you know, where this industry is headed. I think I think it, it just brings peace of mind for for everyone and and the ability to have better products and higher acceptance. Why that's important. Um, is the, the the transparency thing? So we've built that into our system. We've got um, DLT in there, um, and yeah, I, I just I just think the, the problem, the only problem I see with open banking crypto, which I have a few friends in open banking companies, is a few big companies have kind of killed the market early on. Yeah. Um, so um, because you know they had really good products, you know, and it's very rare that I get asked for it, but everyone seems to have it. Um, and they, they, they went very tight on pricing early on and, uh, or they have really good sales and marketing teams. So, um, it doesn't It doesn't have like the same appeal that you say a Visa MasterCard first time deposit seems to have because everyone's, every so crypto processors or open banking processors have done a really good job of cornering the market with a well-priced product. So, um, it's just interesting to see where that will lead, I think.
0: All right, it's, it's very interesting because many companies yeah. bring innovation and, and and you mentioned that there are few players that uh, started out earlier and then captured the market but that can change so we've seen it that before, so. yeah all right so so how has the rise of open, open banking impacted your strategy in operations and operations and particularly in relations to catering to the i gaming industry I don't know if you're catering to other industries as well.
1: You know, we absolutely are. It just it uh we, you know we because of our the kind of more vanilla low risk flow that we're building, um, mm-hmm. we're able to service some high-risk clients as well. So we you know most banks will want you to have a blend of this traffic, so we're very conscious of that. Um in building it, it just so happens that you know we've got a lot of contacts in iGaming. But um in terms, you know, which in building digital institutional banking, I think having products like open banking where they're API driven um you've got clarity on on you know instant clarity on players better enhanced security uh, it's more secure um that uh, real-time monitoring and transaction stuff is going to be great um it can it can only mean for a safer better player environment right um more personalized checks um I sound like a bit advocate for open banking which I think some of my friends will laugh at but yeah uh yeah yeah, I think that's it. I think.
0: All right. So, so, so based on your experience and, and the current trends we're seeing, what predictions uh, can you make about the future of banking in relation to the iGaming gaming industry, a high risk uh, industry for the banking sphere, and and how is your company preferring to to these challenges? I think what seems exciting is is the
1: chance for a more collaborative approach with tier one banking that's always been kind of a bit let's if we're still talking about the our gaming sector um there's always been a bit of a standoff between tier one banking and and even the tier one operators so a more collaborative approach um as we prove out these models as banks get more comfortable with say crypto flows and the source of funds um then it's an exciting chapter i think for the whole industry because there'll be more transactions there'll be more uh recorded um transactions on the blockchain things like that that will all be increased transparency um even though we're a humble emi and we can't issue credit uh we're having some very interesting conversations around um some particular you know um cryptocurrencies that produce a yield so sort of the base base currency of crypto is usdt or usdc um yep. and we've got some Obviously, the business model of Circle, but there are some new players in the market where essentially your money is kept on deposit at tier one banks, which is the safest form of interest bearing products. Um, And so I know for a lot of our customers and indeed the people that we're launching with, if they got to park a lot of their crypto balances in something that yielded four and a half percent and have that backed by real world assets, it's redeemable in real time. Everything is properly regulated, and you're dealing with tier one banks. You know, it's very, very exciting for us, um, and we're leading and we're sort of leading that that charge as well. So, hopefully, in the next couple of months, we could potentially have another chat about that product. But that's um, that's almost there. So, yeah, I think in terms of moving forward, it's that more collaborative approach between regulators, banks, and iGaming because um, it needs it basically. All right. So you are pretty excited. Very excited. Yeah, because we've got we we have a lot of that functionality in mind. Yeah. But um you know the, the great thing about our industry is people move very quickly. So um yeah we should we, shall, we shall soon find out if I'm right or wrong. Yeah. yeah right.
0: All right. So any closing words for our audience, or maybe you would like to shout out to your friends who got started in the eye gaming industry earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Thank you to Brian Blake at ExoPay. Um, no, but also my partner Mark, who's done a great job in building this platform um and uh we're very excited to to
0: we'll be at some conferences to talk to you about it all right so then i'm wishing you happy holidays because it's the holiday season much. already and wishing you yeah. guys all the best may we have more news about you guys in the future absolutely like i said when we have this interest-bearing product, i'll uh, I'll, I'll reach out later yeah we will catch up and, and our audience will definitely want to hear more so thank you everyone for joining us and, and uh, thank you we will be back again next week with more stuff. So take good care. And that's a wrap for this section of Hitler Talks. Thank you for being a part of our journey today. Don't forget to tune in next week for more insights and discussions. Stay connected with us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. Until then, keep exploring and keep growing. We'll see you next time.